0: The Swain Event podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways. And TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Swain Event, event SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865 255 It's how you can contact us. How you can call into the show. Any questions, any comments, feel free to use that Iris Network's hotline. Bim and Key, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio in beautiful, beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. We know you want to move here. We know you want to move here. We just feel... Lucky to be able to call Knoxville home. A lot of SEC basketball took place last night. But, man, the talk is Ben Joyce throwing that heat, Ben, That's the talk right now. Throwing that heat. You got a chance to um, witness it, man. Did you even see it?
2: <laughs> Barely, but... Us, Ben's just tend to be great in everything that we do, so it, it was no surprise to see Ben Joyce just be amazing on the mound yesterday. And a lot of talk about one hundred and one, and one hundred and two, one hundred and three. Uh, that's what I was tweeting about because that's what the scoreboard at Lindsey Nelson showed. I was told after the game that the official radar gun had it at one hundred and four on one pitch. One hundred and four. That is unheard of. That is abnormal. <laughs> that, that is not at all something that you see every day. And it is going to make him a whole lot of money. Assuming that he can prove himself in SEC play, which I think that he will because that fastball is dominating, obviously. And then he has a, a, a nice slider that he didn't have command of it yesterday. I think I only saw him throw it once. I'm, I'm sure he threw it more than once, but I, I only recall one off the top of my head. And he kind of left it high up in the zone. But the break on it was absolutely filthy. So his slider has a a, a big break, and then his changeup is is absolutely beautiful. Ninety mile an hour changeup that just drops out of the zone. I mean, he he is unhittable. Now a, a UNC Asheville player did uh <laughs> did get a double off of him. He just slapped one. He closed his eyes. He, he closed his eyes, stuck his bat out there, was late on it. And even if you make contact, it's going to be hard contact because of how, how mm-hmm. fast the pitch is coming in. Mm-hmm. And because he was late on it, he was a righty. He, he was late. It, it went into the right field corner. Um, but he he was tremendous. And you, you said it. He was the talk of college baseball last night. MLB personnel or media members, I guess I should say, were tweeting about it. Every single college, baseball, national writer was, was tweeting about it. Everybody in the sport was tweeting about it last night and into this morning. And he was he was kind of Tony Vitello's secret weapon. He's <laughs> coming back more. from Tommy John. Exactly. He is no longer Tony Vitello's secret weapon, which that was going to be the case. It wasn't going to last very long when a guy who has that type of stuff is is on the mound. I'm mean, I'm real interested to see how he does next weekend against big time competition in Texas, Baylor, in Oklahoma. Real real intrigued uh, to see that. I, I think that'll be very telling as to how he performs during SEC play.
1: It's not fair, man. It's not fair. I mean, how are you supposed to hit that? How do you how are you supposed to hit that?
2: I don't know. The fastball was was obviously super impressive, but when when he can. Throwing a slider that breaks the way that his slider does, and, and throwing a changeup that keeps, keeps the hitters off balance the way that it does, then I, I just don't know how you, I don't know how you hit him. I, I really don't. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. Also glad that Tennessee doesn't have to try to try to hit him.
1: What's the fastest pitch you ever you ever threw? But
2: his changeup's faster than the fastest pitch I ever threw. I think the fastest pitch I ever threw was like 87. I didn't throw very hard. I did not throw very hard. Even for a high school, I didn't throw very hard. But my secondary pitches were were really good, especially my changeup. My changeup was my best pitch, and my fastball was a good pitch because I could control it. I could I could spot it really well. I just didn't throw it very hard. Gotcha. I, so, I, I so said it was about
1: the motion in the ocean.
2: That's right. It's all about the motion in the hips, motion in the ocean. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I could spot it inside, outside. Throw throw that changeup keep hitters off balance. That's how I got out. So I, I did not overpower anybody. <laughs> I, I probably sat 83, 84, and then could, could pump it up when I needed to.
1: Tico is uh, watching on the live stream, video live stream, because he sees my t-shirt and all he sees. Oh, I know. I know the only thing that you see, Ben sees the whole t-shirt, but the only thing that you guys see is Buck. Go Bucks, baby. Fear the deer. By the way. No, it says buck. It don't say bucks. It just says buck. But buck is short for bucks. No. Y- you are
2: congratulating the Buckhorn Bucks on beating Grissom in baseball last night. No. Fluke. No. Facts. Fluke. I mean, we had to, to brave the elements. The game was supposed to be played on Tuesday, but the game got rained out. And, and the game was supposed to be played in New Market, Alabama. At at Buckhorn Field. Where's Newmarket? That's that's not Huntsville, is it? No, northeast of Huntsville. Okay. But my parents live in Huntsville. Uh, Uh-huh. Just very close to the Newmarket line. Mm -hmm. Um. But the game was supposed to be played at Buckhorn on Tuesday. Game gets canceled because of weather. Moves to Grissom yesterday, and we still won. Not only did the game get moved, but we still beat you. We beat you on your home field.
1: Sixty five. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I see. I see I see what you're doing. I see what you got going on.
2: Now, according to my sources, Grissom's best pitcher is uh maybe dealing with some disciplinary issues and and the Grissom pitching staff is is banged up due to injury. There's a young man who there is their best player dealing with a, a back injury. Another one dealing with a an arm injury. So Maybe Grissom dealing with some things right now, but
1: the Bucks, baby, trying to catch us while we was down a little bit. The Bucks, baby. But my shirt is Go Bucks, fear the deer. My shirt is Buck Fama shirt. By the way, it's not a anything to do with buckhorn.
2: Fear the deer, baby.
1: That's that is the worst. That's the worst. What are you doing? It's my antlers.
2: Fear the deer. This is what y'all did at games. Uh, yes, Student because in, no, at Buckhorn. No, this is what the baseball players did when we reached base. Because oh my god, that's in, even worse. No, it's not. Once you know why, uh, whenever it was, the Texas Rangers made the World Series. That was their uh, their celebration. Like when they when they made base or mm-hmm. reached base, mm-hmm. they would they would go back to the dugout and do this to the dugout. I don't know. Baseball players do weird things. So since we're the Bucks and a major league team was doing it, we adopted it.
1: So basically, you putting thumbs on your head, pretending like you got antlers.
2: Yeah. Wow. And tapping your head at the same
1: time. Fear the deer, baby. Oh, bucks. It looks like what a kindergarten yeah. teacher would tell their students around Christmas time about Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. I that's, mean, Ru- that's what it looks like. Rudolph is our
2: cousin. Right, Re- yeah. reindeers are our, our, our cousins. Now we don't sleep with them. Um, we, we respect the reindeer. Mm, mm, we don't. Mm, we don't love them. We, we don't want to pursue a relationship with them. Like most. Bammers do, but you don't you don't have to worry about those type of bammers until you get into the Hartzall and, and Decatur area. <laughs> uh, that's when you gotta worry about all that going on. Or, or down there around Fort Payne. Oh yeah, we, they,
1: they know how to make them out of Fort Payne, don't they? Oh they do. <laughs> oh man. Charger Fall says Ben hollering we, but he's not from Bama. i'm
2: not i lived there there's a difference
1: real deep for the 423 says being over here cheering like beamer when he finally scored against tennessee football (laughs) (laughs) except except we won buckhorn did win was it a series or just one game
2: uh just one game
1: Mm -hmm. so so y'all was our midweek game (laughs) no y'all were our midweek game (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay okay Cam the Tennessee Vols said he was listening to the podcast yesterday and talking about Pruitt's mask. He says uh, it looks like Whoopi Goldberg, Sister Act style. (laughs) That is right. That is true. I don't know what Pruitt was doing with that mask. That is true. Uh, Some of the late messages from yesterday. Do we have any juice actually landing the UCLA linebacker?
2: Sounds like they're going to get a visit.
1: And uh, as we
2: mentioned yesterday, Brent Hub said that Tennessee is swinging hard. So, so-
1: sounds like Tennessee has a chance. What's, uh, Riley Ball says, what's the deal with Ethan playing both sports? That ain't never worked. Y'all buying that? I'm buying his attempt. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm buy everyone's attempt to try to do it, but. I just, I don't see Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson coming through those doors. And until that happens, I am skeptical about anyone, anyone playing two sports at Tennessee, especially football and basketball, because the season's run together. I just don't see it happening. Not with two programs that are really, you know, in an upward trajectory. Number one. Number two, both programs are taken seriously here. Seriously. Big shot Rob yesterday says he thinks that uh is gonna transfer. He ain't going nowhere.
0: Where's
1: where he gonna transfer to? He ain't going anywhere. Why is he gonna transfer, Big Shot Rob? <laughs> he's starting now. I know You he know Big Shot ain't awake right now. Well,
2: he might be because he gotta get up early for PT. That big old butt's gotta run that mile. Gotta run that mile, Big Shot Rob. He he might be up, but why do we assume that that Brandon is is going to transfer? I, I certainly it, it would not be all that surprising to me if he ended up doing so. But it's him transferring is not going to be because Rick Barnes did something wrong or didn't do right by him. Rick continues to start him when he shouldn't be starting. I mean, so if, if, if BAH transfers, it's it's not going to be because Rick Barnes
1: did something wrong. Oh, Big Shot is awake, man. See, he's heading to the range. You better go play golf. He's talking about different range. Yeah, that brother's going to be playing golf in the snow in, in Colorado in February. Yeah, indoor indoor golf?
2: <laughs> Maybe.
1: ATL VFL says, why is it okay to tell Ethan he can try basketball, but not tell Dustin Dest, Wade he can try quarterback? Now, ATL VFL, you know dang well that ain't the same thing. You know dang well that is not the same thing. They didn't tell. They didn't tell Wade that he could try. <laughs> they didn't tell him he could try. You'd be crazy. As a football coach, to tell someone they can't try, but you can be honest with them, and let them know that the chances are not that great, but you can try. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead and try. Go ahead and try. But it it is hundred percent okay. Two different sports. You have one sport, Dustin Wade, and you're being honest with him. You don't know if Ethan Davis is Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson or not, but you say, hey, good. Go, okay. Another reason is because he ain't signed yet. You sign, then the, then, then you got to be more realistic. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to do. It's really hard to do. It's not the same. ATL, VFL. It's not the same. Big Sean Ross, he about to go shoot the 40, the 50 cow. My goodness. He's in the military. What do you expect? He never said anything about shooting guns. He'd just be working out and stuff. I I, I thought he was part of a um, a, a, a get fit class or something. All All he does is do PT. I never heard of. By him shooting guns. This is the first time I've heard about this. You serious, Clark? I'm serious about Big Shot Rob. First time me hearing about him shooting guns.
2: That's what they do in the military. They shoot guns.
1: I'm aware.
3: And but- they
2: and they have little sessions. Uh, now he may be going just for the fun of it, but there, there's also times where they're supposed to. They're,
1: they're required to attend shooting. Again, this is my first time hearing about Big Shot Rob shooting mm-hmm. guns at the range. Not military members.
2: Mm-hmm. Look, you'll be listening. Look, Big Shot Rob. World War Three is about to take place. He's going hey. off to prepare. Oh boy. 865-255-03. The good news is, I think you're you're past the age of where you can get drafted. The bad news is I don't think I am. So you're talking about you applications. Healthy. You look healthy
1: too. <laughs> you look healthy too. <laughs> I got gout, <laughs> glaucoma, <laughs> plantar fasciitis. You're talking Arthritis about uh, in my in my, my trigger finger.
3: You're Mm-mm. talking about
2: people sending in applications for the co-hosts. <laughs> I, I think you you may seriously have to start taking applications
1: for the co-hosts for for people over the age of forty. Yeah, if you go. Because your co-host might get drafted. If you go, it'd be, it'd be me and Dakota McKee walking around <laughs> Kroger. You really will
2: be walking around with my baby.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Do you think our fast <laughs> offense is scaring off DBs? Um, I have not heard about that. I have not heard about any any defensive player being scared of our offense and not wanting to come here haven't heard that like if i did i would i would give you like i would say yeah but i haven't heard that john case is being we can still get drafted we got until 26 gonna start working out now oh wait so
2: i'm almost up so if, if putin don't start this world war three in the next nah. uh let's uh, six and a half months. My half birthday's coming up in a couple weeks, by the way. I expect a gift on March 11th, my half birthday, when I turn 26 and a half. You're too grown
1: for that, baby. I'm never half, too grown. You're not going to get a half birthday
2: gift. If you're a real friend, I would get a real Stop. half birthday gift. No. You but Putin, Putin better start this World War III in in a hurry if he mm-hmm. wants me to get drafted into it. Because mm-hmm. he got about seven more months. Mm-hmm. Seven more months before my, my being drafted
1: is up. Anyways, 865 255,03. Oh, It ain't Friday yet, Ben. Feels like it. Being goofy. Been uh, yesterday felt like Friday, too. That means tomorrow's going to be out of this world. though it's huh? going to be extra lit, especially with Auburn coming to town. Watch, be, watch, watching Auburn play last night. As the kids say. Less confident, more confident in this weekend's game.
2: More confident. I just don't think they're playing the type of basketball right now that they were earlier in conference play or earlier in the season. They're still a really really good basketball team, don't don't get it twisted, but they're just not passing the eye test to me. They they're not. Ever since they were ranked number 1, they have not passed my eye test. They have they they've had some ugly performances against Missouri, Georgia. That old miss team is bad. And I mean, they let Ole Miss back into the game to start the second half, and they ran away with it. But uh, I lost to Arkansas in there as well. I lost to Florida in there. They, they, they just do not pass my eye test at the moment. So it, it makes me feel feel better to see them struggle with with Ole Miss.
1: Yeah, I mean, Window Green was better last night. You know, shot seventy. Semi- achievement thirty-eight percent from, from three, um, Jasper. That's that's the guy though. That's the, that's the point guard. He is the point guard that actually passes the ball. Zeb Jasper. He doesn't mind getting an assist. Mm-hmm. Um, Jabari Smith had fifteen, but they did. They 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 didn't look like the same Auburn we've seen you know, two weeks ago. Uh, respecting so, back I, than that. I think the, I think the one person though is playing at a high level and. Like, he, he is ascending while maybe some other players are descending. Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Like, Walker Kessler was two blocks away from triple-double.
2: Yeah, he's been really consistent. Yeah. He's been the most consistent player on that team. I, I don't feel like I've heard anybody talk about KD Johnson in weeks. Last night he goes 0 for 6, and Auburn media members are tweeting out video of him getting up shots after the game on the court, which kudos to him for putting in that extra work, but that's also a sign of, of kind of him struggling right now. When you've when you when you've got to get extra shots up immediately after the game, after yep. you go 0 for 6, that means you're struggling. Two points. So, uh, you, Tennessee's guards are playing, I don't know about the word, significantly, but for, for lack of a better word off the top of my head, they are playing significantly better than Auburn's guards they, right now.
1: They are. Yeah, they are. And I, I think it was the Auburn broadcast, where Tennessee was mentioned as being one of the top four teams in the SEC and mentioned as being a a, a team to watch in the tournament, making a deep run because of the guard play. And I heard something about Tennessee's guards, the three headed monster being being one of the best in the in the SEC. So I think right now three headed? Yeah, three headed monster. Why not four? Who's your fourth one? Well, who are you not? Who are you leaving out? Now, I, I'll tell you who I'm leaving in, and you tell me who I'm missing. Vescovy, mm-hmm. Chandler, mm-hmm. Ziegler, That's and
2: him. Josiah. I know he's not like a, a his position a third, is kind of yeah. Undefined. I'm talking my guards. Yeah, guard. I view him as a guard. <laughs> if 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 Tennessee's he ain't post much guard this year, but but not because of him but because of Tennessee's roster and lack of post presence if if Tennessee had Grant and Kyle Kyle he'd be playing a lot of guard
1: he does that's why I don't have him as a guard
2: that, I mean that's fair that's yeah, fair yeah. I, I still view him as a guard so that's why I say four. yeah I was, think,
1: I, I was thinking like the three-headed monster made point, point guard guard like consistently playing that position this year the size played it before but I remember when he was playing point guard and bringing the ball up the court earlier in the season, uh, one season, but now I was talking more about uh, our 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 point guards, uh, our three guys that have the ability to play point, uh, that three had a monster between Vescovy and and Chandler and Ziegler, it's better than what Auburn can throw out there. So, uh, especially right now with Katie Johnson playing the way he's playing, uh, Zeb Jasper and and Wendell Green, they're not playing as good as Tennessee's three guards. But no, uh, it's going to be about Walker Kessler, man. Yep,
2: he he can quickly be the equalizer. He can quickly be the equalizer. So I, I don't want to make it seem like I have a ton of confidence in Tennessee going into this game. I, I don't want to make it seem like Tennessee's just going to win easily and and whatnot. But I do think Tennessee is playing better basketball right now. and And we'll see how they defend Walker Kessler. I think that'll be the difference in the game. If they can slow down Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, as you mentioned, I, I agree with you. He's he's starting to take off like Kennedy Chandler's taking off, but he, even more so than Kennedy Chandler. Uh, they're, they're both really playing at a high level right now. I imagine Josiah draws that matchup. I mean, I don't know who else on Tennessee's roster you're putting on Jabari Smith. I, I would certainly put Josiah on him. Yep. I would start there. I mean, I, I don't even know where you go from there. Nobody can guard him. Like, if Josiah gets in foul trouble, I mean, is it Victor Bailey Jr. and Justin Powell? I I don't know. You got to go focus him. You're putting Fulky on Jabari Smith.
1: Jabari Smith never draws the ball to the basket. He 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 pulls up,
2: so... Right, but he likes to play on the perimeter, and I don't want Fulky on the perimeter
1: defending. Well, I mean, nobody else... Nobody else can can guard him or have the length to get a hand in his face if he sh- shoots that jump shot. Like, no no one on our team can stop Jabari Smith. I will just get that straight. But correct. I think the best guys to play against him will be number one, Josiah. And if Josiah gets in foul trouble, like, you can't put anybody else on him that is not taller than... You know, six six four, six five. Unless you want to go with Shack. and I, I don't want to go Shack. I, I feel more comfortable with Folky because all he's going to do is post you up at the mid mid post area or at the elbow, and shoot that jump shot right in your face. At least Folky can get a hand in his face because he's tall. That's that's what I was thinking. I would put VJ on him. Who VJ and let his Vincent Bailey? Yes,
2: I w- I trust VJ. Despite the, the the lack of size or the height difference, I trust him more than FOLKY. I'm not putting FOLKY in his little hip pointed injury out there with, with Jabari Smith. At least VJ is going to bring the heart and, and the effort and the intensity, and, and maybe that's worth something that will make up for the lack of height. So I, I would I would seriously go to VJ if if Josiah gets in the foul trouble. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, see. I'm not I'm not messing with FOLKY on Jabari Smith. That to me that's a just a a nightmare waiting to
1: happen. 6'11. I don't know who 6'10. I don't know who you're going to put on him.
2: Well, it's weird. Like he's 6'10, 6'11, but he doesn't play like he's 6'10, 6'11. He
1: plays more like a guard. Yeah. I mean, he plays like Kevin Durant. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's who he plays like. So, Mm -hmm.
2: whoo. Those are the two
1: that I'm worried about going into Saturday. For sure. For sure. 865 255 03. Be right back.
3: If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503.
4: Miss Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union's President's Day special. Take advantage of these incredible rates. We're offering auto, recreational, and refinancing loans as low as 1.90% APR. This amazing rate is only available from February 14th through the 25th. You don't want to miss this limited time offer because after the 25th, rates will go back up. Apply in branch or online at atfcu.com. Get this rate before it's gone and celebrate President's Day with incredible savings. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is here to help bring your dreams within reach. So, if you're looking for financing for a new vehicle or looking to finance a home improvement project, ATFCU is here with a variety of affordable loan options that bring your dreams to life. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up during our President's Day special and get a loan for as low as 1.90% APR. Take advantage of these incredible rates. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is the clear choice. Your less red tape banking alternative. An equal housing lender, annual percentage rate, terms and conditions apply subject to credit approval. The rate you qualify for is determined
1: JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865 599 3799.
0: Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End
3: Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube.
0: In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995.
1: If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange Action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Fellas.
4: oh hey!
1: 20 minute.com fuel by that in barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in america i hope everyone's having a great thursday february the 28th and my goodness the month is almost over got a couple of, did, you about to say something ben you got about six more days six got four. Oh yes, yeah, right you got four more days my goodness what I'm thinking. remember it's the, the the shortest month of the year shut up i'm aware very aware All right, Ben, what you got for around the SEC?
2: Uh, We'll start with basketball. Just recapping the scores from
1: last night. Actually, I've got a baseball note as
2: well. One that uh, Tennessee fans will enjoy. But first, I want to mention the uh, basketball scores from last night. There were three games. And, Suedo, how about Frank frickin' Martin? Is he on the verge of of saving his job?
1: He probably don't want to be back. Four-game winning streak for South Carolina, man.
2: That's right. Four games in a row. The first four-game SEC winning streak since South Carolina began the 2018-2019 SEC season 4-0. They beat Mississippi State last night, which, uh, Ben Halland, what happened to your team? Maybe Ben Halland's not back. I mean, he, he has been underwhelming there in Starkville. Uh, but South Carolina beats Mississippi State 66-56 to last night. Carolina now 17-10, and 8-7 in SEC play, and play at Alabama on Saturday. And with the way Alabama has been playing, I could certainly see South Carolina winning that game. So, shout out to Frank Martin. Yeah, I, man. I, I know that we're not really supposed to root for, for South Carolina, but I, I like Frank Martin, so I don't mind seeing him be successful. And I don't view him as a threat to Tennessee, so I think that also... <laughs> changes it a, a little bit at least for me. We mentioned Auburn. Auburn beat Ole Miss seventy-seven to sixty-four last night. They did run away with it late, but uh, it was it was a decently close game, uh, closer than I thought. Just because Ole Miss is is really struggling. Uh, Auburn was leading forty-three to thirty-one at halftime. Ole Miss opened the second half on a seven-zero run, and then Auburn kind of bounced back in and ran away with it. Walker Kessler set the single-season Auburn record for blocks in a season. So that was the the noteworthy storyline from last night's game. He recorded his 127th block this year, breaking the single-season record for blocked shots, passing... I, I clicked on the guy's name, but it says Shot Block King the former Auburn player who had the record. (laughs) His his Twitter name is shot block King and doesn't say his actual name uh, in it. It looks like he played uh, back in the day. Kyle Davis. Don't know who he is. Not familiar with his work. Sorry, Kyle Davis. Sorry. We're not not Barners. We're not supposed to know. No. Proof that I'm not a Barner, by the way. Uh, The other game was also pretty interesting. LSU jumped up early on Kentucky, but despite being down severe Wheeler, and Ty Washington, Kentucky beats LSU seventy-one to
1: sixty-six. Good job, Kentucky! Big Big Blue Nation, BBN. Yeah, yeah. I said it. I
2: just, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't want to get into a long conversation about it, but I just don't get it. I like, I like our wins to look good. I mean, I'm we beat LSU too. LSU's trash. You wanted Kentucky to win because of Will Wade, and that's okay. I just I, – I don't like Will Wade as much as the the
1: next person, but,
2: man, yeah, he's the coach at LSU, not Kentucky.
1: Hey, man, I want Tennessee's wins to look good. Go Arizona. Well, LSU. Go Kentucky. Since he beat LSU, so. LSU's not good, though. But we need them to look
2: better. Whatever. Uh, following the, the midweek conclusion of games – The SEC standings look like. Auburn still being in first place at 13 and 2. Kentucky is a game back at 12 and 3. Tennessee actually needed LSU to win so that Kentucky could be tied for second with Tennessee and Arkansas.
1: BBN, BBN. So
2: shame on you. Not not only not only were you rooting for Kentucky.
1: I wouldn't root I wouldn't root during the game.
2: Okay. Uh, Not only were you rooting for them. But Tennessee needed them to lose. You always talk about I root for what's in the best interest of Tennessee. What was in the best interest of Tennessee was <laughs> Kentucky losing last night, <laughs> so uh, Kentucky could drop a game and uh, fall back to to four SEC losses. But they have three, uh, so they stay in second. Arkansas and Tennessee still still tied for third and fourth at eleven and four. Alabama and South Carolina tied for fifth at eight and seven, and Joe then. Cots. LSU, Florida, Mississippi State, all seven and eight. Vandy, AM And six and nine. Nice. Oh. Missouri, Ole Miss, four and eleven. Georgia, one and fourteen. I mentioned I had an SEC baseball score I wanted to let you know about, and that is the LSU Tigers, who lost its midweek game last night to Louisiana Tech, eleven to six. Now you love to see it. Louisiana Tech is very good at baseball. But still, we don't care. Shout out to LSU losing. And we don't care that Paul Maneri is not the coach anymore. And it's Jay Johnson now. We're still coming with that smoke. We want LSU to lose every game.
1: Forget, forget LSU baseball and Arizona baseball. Guilt by association. That's right. That's the way that we look at it. We
2: do have a couple of football notes to discuss this morning. Auburn made a hire yesterday at the wide receiver position. They are hiring Ike Killyard, who was the receivers coach for the Steelers the last two seasons. What's like he thinking? See, that's my thought. Our, our, I, I'm impressed that he was able to hire Ike Killyard with everything going on at Auburn. That that kind of surprised me. An NFL coach being willing to, to jump on a, a sinking ship.
1: I don't know what he's thinking.
2: I, Brian Harson
1: must have dirty
2: photos of him. Or or something that makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. The same what's fault it is who
1: Chase Claypool. That's whose fault it is. Why? Because here you got tired of dealing with Claypool being an idiot. Maybe I, kill you just needs to be a better coach. No, because he
2: he was relieved. He didn't leave. He was relieved of his duties. Chase Poole, whatever his name is. Look, Chase Claypool had a very disappointing season, but he's a bum. He is a bum. (laughs) Cost us that Vikings game. All right, what else you got? Uh, Saints announced 2022 coordinator's coaching staff promotions and the addition of offensive line coach Doug Marone. Doug Marone headed to the Saints to be the offensive line coach. And they also announced the addition of Jason Swain's boy,
1: Cody Burns. We never met, by the way.
2: Uh, You said you talked to him for a couple minutes, right? Nope. I thought you did. Who was that you said the other day you talked to for a brief hot? Moment. I met um, Jerry Mack. Jerry Mack, yep. Yeah, Jerry Mack. Jerry Mack, Jerry Mack. So that's what I've got for you today. We do have uh, some Tennessee nuggets for you, courtesy of Austin Price. You know, Austin gave us permission to share the the good stuff on the show now. So uh, two names that he has mentioned over on the GQ yesterday. uh, Two possible names that he has heard for Tennessee's wide receiver coach position. Grant Hurd who is currently at Indiana, former Ole Miss wide receivers coach under Hugh Freeze. That is the name that Austin mentioned. And also Andre Coleman, who that was a little more intriguing. He was the receivers coach at Texas the past two seasons, but was not retained after year one of Steve Sarkeesian. So obviously we don't know the backstory there. But, obviously, on on the surface, without us knowing much more, not a not a great thing to, to hear a name associated with Tennessee's receiver position and uh, know that he was not retained after this past season. So, two names that Austin Price floated out there yesterday for, for Tennessee's
1: wide receiver's coach position. I'll say it again. I said it a couple of days ago. Better be able to recruit. That'll be able to develop more important now than ever. There's no, there's no wavering. Can't get this higher wrong. If this is what we're going to do on offense, you can't mess this higher up.
2: Grant Hurd really intrigues me. Uh, Just a simple Google search of Andre Coleman. Again, underwhelming. But I also recognize that that doesn't tell the whole story. Uh, But that's all I have to go off of right now is a a simple Google search. And and same with Grant Hurd, who is at Indiana. But Grant Hurd intrigues me for sure. Uh, He's been at Indiana for a while now, the co-offensive coordinator there. So I I wonder how difficult it would be to pry him away if, if titles mean something to him. But, I mean, he was at Ole Miss. He played at Ole Miss. He understands the SEC. Was there under Hugh Freeze, which means I imagine he, he coached. Oh, what's his name? What's Treadwell.
1: AJ and- Brown, Van Jefferson. I mean, he he has some ballers at receiver now. but Correct. How did he get him? How did he get him? Well, it's in, a, in the word of NIL, anything impossible? Anything. Well. Jimbo Fisher say it has been going on for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look, Grant Hurd was just ahead of the curve. Yeah. DJ Metcalf, Van Jefferson. How the hell did they get oh, never mind? I know how they got him. Demarcus Lodge, I remember him.
2: Th- yeah, I remember him. Didn't uh I think didn't he coach Dante Montref as well? He may not have recruited him, but I think Montref was at Ole miss from like 2012 to 2016, some some at some point during that time period, so maybe not didn't recruit him, but did coach him. And, and Dante Moncrief is, is like he turned out to be
1: better than Laquan Treadwell in the NFL. Yeah, Grant Hurd is intriguing. He's intriguing. Better be able to recruit, man. Better be, be better be able to develop from Lake Jackson, Texas. Won't know until months after the hire is made. But can't mess it up. And just
2: because we are mentioning these names doesn't mean that these two are the finalists or, or anything like that, that, that a deal is close to being done. These are just names that Austin Price has heard have been mentioned with the job. And simply that. No more than that. He did also coach an All-American this year at, at Indiana. Or in 2020, that is. Ty Freifoggle. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, Ty Fry Fogle, F R Y F O G L E. He became the first Indiana wide receiver last year in 2020, the COVID year, to earn All American honors. He was third team and the first in program history to be named the Big Ten's Receiver of the Year.
1: Yeah, this kid with the Indiana and Decided not to go to uh, Ole Miss when he came out a couple years ago.
2: Finished his career sixth on the school's list in receptions, yardage, and 10th in receiving touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Got to get the higher right, man. Had a little bullock in the first time. Can't, can't. Grant
2: Hurd really intrigues me. He really does. Oh, yeah. Just on the surface, simple simple Google search. (laughs) I, I hate that it's all about a simple Google search at the moment, but. I like what I, at least see on the interweb about Grant Hurd. He intrigues me.
1: Right, he does he intrigues me as well. So, of course, because I know Trooper Taylor, I play for him. I know what he brings to the table. Of course, I'm going to be biased and mention him first. But someone like him is what Tennessee needs. Someone like Trooper Taylor is what Tennessee needs. What I like. I love Troop Taylor to be the coach, absolutely. But if it doesn't happen, you need to get someone that that can recruit, that can develop, that these players will will trust, buy into, run through a brick wall for. That's what you need. Well, you gotta be a, you gotta be a hub for receivers, man. You gotta be a place a destination place for wide receivers. If this is what you want to do with your offense. Have multiple guys each and every year catch a bunch of balls. You got to have a stud coaching them up.
2: Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like Trooper Taylor is going to happen. At least that, at the moment, there there has not been dialogue
1: between the two. So, has there been dialogue between Tennessee and Grant Hurd and Andre Coleman? I don't know. Hmm? Trooper Taylor is more of a
2: a popular name at the moment, so I think that's why we know whether there's been dialogue between the two. Or I has heard. not been dialogue between the two.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard about dialogue with Heibel and any anybody just yet. So,
2: yes, it's kind of, I don't know. Austin made a good point on Tuesday when he joined us for the second time this week. Like, it sure would be nice to have somebody on campus ready to go on March fifth for for Tennessee's Junior Day. Oh, you better have somebody the- by March fifth now. Because there's going to be a lot of big-time recruits mm-hmm. uh, here that weekend. And also, the, the start of spring training. Spring training. Sorry. I'm in baseball mode. Start of spring practice at, at the end of March. There, And you talked about this earlier earlier this week. This coach, whoever is going to be the receiver's coach, is going to have to be taught the, the system. Now, I, I don't know that it's super complex and going to take a long time. But, I mean, it's still going to be an adjustment. And... It would be nice to have him coaching the receivers and not the receivers, not Cedric Tillman coaching him on the first day of spring practice of, yeah, coach, I'm supposed to line up this wide on this play. So I I do think it's important to have somebody in here by that junior day because of all the big-time recruits, but then it also gives the coach a couple of weeks to to get familiar with the offensive system.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, the one thing about Cody Burns, it was his first year with Josh Heupel, and... He had a, a lot of freedom to to um, diagnose what he sees on defense and, and make suggestions to um, Heupel and, and Gullish, the offense coordinator, and his voice was was heard. So that tells me that Cody Burns is really smart or the offense is really easy to pick up. And um, I think it's a combination of both. But you do need that time to be able to teach the new offense excuse me, a new um, receiver coach, the offense for spring, because he's teaching it. Number one. Number two, you got some pretty big days coming up where you're going to have recruits on campus. And you want to have as many coaches as possible talking Tennessee and having a full staff. That's that's ideally what you want, but if you can't find the right guy at that point, then you don't want to rush your bat higher either. So I Have not heard about any anyone talking to Heupel as of yet, but it's a big hire, and someone that can recruit. I'm sorry, it's, that's not a uh, that's that's a non negotiable.
2: Yeah, and just to, to talk about something different because I, I absolutely agree with you. Recruiting is is the the main priority, but also it's it's important because. They're not necessarily young anymore because now they're juniors. But Jimmy Calloway, Jalen Hyatt, I mean, it, there, there seemed to have been a disconnect under the, the previous head coach. Previous last, receiver coach. Previous, Sorry, previous receivers coach last season. And, like, kudos to, to Cody Burns for, for getting – Valess and and Javante Payton and and Tillman to to where they got he he certainly deserves some credit for that I mean it, it wasn't all just the player in those situations Cody Burns deserves some credit there as as well but the the younger receivers did not get better in fact I mean they they may have gotten worse over the course of the season we we didn't see Jimmy Calloway the second half of the season after he he was Pretty much starting early in the year, so recruiting is is the main priority. Swain, I agree with you. Just to hit on a different note, got to get a coach in here that can connect. Don't drink that nasty coffee. I've been telling you, your coffee is nasty. I don't know why you drink what you drink, but you do you, boo boo.
1: I'm, I'm just trying. Hey, I'm just trying to drink my coffee while you while you while you're over there talking about um, you know development of receivers. I don't have to talk about it. So go ahead. Well.
2: It just was non-existent for the younger co- younger receivers last year. So I, I think the, the number two priority on the list of what Josh Heupel is looking for is is somebody that can, without a doubt, develop receivers. Because if if Tennessee's offense is going to have similar success to last season, Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Callaway, gonna have to step up and have a big year. In addition to Cedric Tillman and whatever transfer receiver that is brought in. It can't just be Cedric Tillman and transfer receiver. Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Calloway, those guys have to contribute. And not only Jalen Hyatt and Jimmy Calloway. There's other young receivers in the room. There's going to be four freshmen. Mm -hmm. Cam Miller, Chaz Nimrod, Squirrel White, Caleb Webb. Mm -hmm. Those guys have the potential to help early on as well, but only if they're they're set up to succeed by a, a really good teacher, in my opinion. So that that's the second bullet point for me is somebody that can develop these young guys because it was non-existent last year. And, and and I do want to add, not to just shoulder Cody Burns with all the blame. Jalen Hyatt and Jimmy Calloway didn't necessarily hold up their their end of the deal at all times either. It, it wasn't all Cody Burns, Jimmy Jimmy Calloway, Jalen Hyatt. They need to take a step. Forward as as well on their own, but I, it seems like there, there needs to be somebody hired that can
1: can help them get to that point mentally. I have nothing to add. Hour one is in the books. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller 865 com eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Stay with us.